Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our 5 p.m. service. My name is Pastor Francis. If it's your first time here, we'd like to say hi to you through the chat box in Facebook, also in YouTube. You know, we are continuing our um, series entitled The Mission Continues. This is a two-week or two-part series where we talk about the mission of God that He has given to all of us. And I like how uh, Joe Sulit, or Joe the Mango as we call him, preached last week that this is a commission that God has given to all believers. And I want to go back to the last few words. No? If there's a last will and testament, this was the last few words before Jesus ascended in heaven. And it says here in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20, and this is the Great Commission, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of age. And this commission was not only given to a certain few. This commission is not for the eloquent or people who are probably the, the evangelists or just the preachers and pastors, but this was the last words that Jesus wants the disciples. And so if you are a follower of Christ, and I believe that you are, this is his command for all of us. And this is a good reminder that the Great Commission is not the great suggestion. It doesn't say, if you can, or if you have free time, then go and make disciples of all nations. We are all partakers of this mission. And I believe a lot of us are asking today, am I really called for this mission? Isn't it enough that God saved me and I would live my life in worship upon to Him? You know, I believe the truth that the Bible would like to remind all of us who claim that we are followers of Jesus is that we are partakers of this mission. We take part in what God is doing. And my, and then my prayer is that you will be encouraged more than have that fear that, uh, of being part of this mission. I like how one of the pastors in the early 80s and 90s, he said this. His name's Lauren Cunningham. He actually traveled the world and he came up with a book that, uh, has a title that says Six Million Miles. He has traveled, traveled the world for six million miles accumulated across the, the globe to preach the gospel. And this is what he said. You are either a missionary or a mission field. Let that sink in. You know, a lot of us or all of us before meeting Christ, we were the mission field. We were the people who people were praying for, who people were preaching the gospel to, for us to experience the love and kindness of Jesus. Tayo po yung mission field before. But we should not remain as the mission field. We need to transition and embrace the call that God has given to all of us. And what is that? To be the missionaries of Christ. And I believe this word of Paul, as we go through the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 17 to 21, will encourage all of us. And this is my prayer that as I read the four to, or four to five verses that we will go through today, allow the word of God to minister to you, to meet you where you are. And also as we uh, unpack these very few verses, may the word of God speak to where you are today. Amen. This is um, Romans chapter 15, verse 17 
to 21. It says here, in Christ. Ito ba yun? Oh, tama nga, Romans 15. In Christ, Jesus, then I have reason to be proud of my work for God. For I will not venture to speak anything except that Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by the word and deed, by the power and signs and wonders, and by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyrium, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus, I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation, but as it is written... Those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. This is the word of the Lord today. Lord, thank you that we can declare that you are a God who is in control. Lord, thank you that you are also uh, inviting us to this mission, Lord. Lord, this is your only plan to advance your kingdom through your children. And so, Lord, allow us to see your plan for our lives, where we are, Lord God. Lord, allow us to see the mission field. Allow us to see your heart as we go through these several chapters of Romans 15. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we will go through it one verse at a time. We start with verse 17. It says, In Christ Jesus, then I have reason to be proud of my work for God. And this is what Paul was saying. He can actually say, I have done so much. He can be proud of the things that he has done, the churches that he has planted, the people that he has encountered, the venues that he has preached at, the millions who have raised their hands. But you know what? He does not stop with that statement. Why? Because a lot of people, even today, can be intimidated with being proud of the work that we have done. It's, it's intimidating because we can all automatically assume that, ay, si Paul yun eh. Nako, ibang klase yan si Paul. I know he's a, he, his voice would actually allow people to hear the gospel. It's very clear. And the way he does it, he's well-educated in the Jew uh, system. He, he's also a Roman citizen, and he is a Pharisee, and so he knows so much. And so it intimidates us. And not only does it, it, it intimidate us, it allows us to compare ourselves to him. Ah, magaling magsalita, eloquent, he has a very deep vocabulary. Ako, konti lang influence ko, I only have few followers in Facebook. And so maybe the mission is not for me. And that's why it's good that Paul does not end with this statement. He says, yes, I have so many reasons to be proud of the work I've done. But in verse 18, he says, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience. I will not speak of these things because it's not my works. This is what Paul was saying. I will not brag about these things. I will not be proud of these things because it's not because of me. And it's a good posture of Paul. Why? Because he directs it where the glory should be. He tells everyone, his readers, the Gentiles, the Jews, the Roman believers during that time, and even today, he points it back to God that it's not about his talent, he's not about its, his skills, his last name, his connections, but it's about what Christ does in and through his life. That's comforting for us. Because now we understand it's not about what we can do for God. It's about what God can do through you and me. Can I hear an amen? 
You know, it's funny because the world we live in talks about being self-made. Ah, I've done this. I've built this empire because I'm good. I'm very, I have so many, and I'm self-made. But the reality is, even until today, people are convinced that they can uh, create a life on their own. But as believers, you have to be reminded time and time again that it is only through Christ that we can have and experience a a blessed life. I'd rather be God-dependent than self-made. You know, people can brag about what they have done. People can brag about their exploits, their, the way they have preached to people, the money that they have donated. But the reality is, it is all through Christ. And that's why Paul, in his letters to the Roman church, to the Gentile church, to the first letter, to the Corinthian church, and to the second, he has this pattern of always reminding the people of God this truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17 says, If you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. Sabi niya, no, kung may pagyayabang ka sa buhay mo, boast or pagyabang mo only the about God. Why? Because everything that we have is dependent and through God. We have to go back to God. It humbles us, right? You know, if you look at the dictionary, and I like looking at the Greek dictionary because it gives us a better perspective of where the word stands. In the Greek dictionary, the word boasting is defined this way, which can either be magnifying, sabi niya, no? boasting is magnifying achievements of self, but it says that it's negative. When you boast about your own achievements, it's a negative connotation. But when you boast about God and His grace that we experience, it's positive. You know, we are not created to glorify ourselves. We are created to glorify God and to boast about Him and to boast about His goodness. My question for us today is, when was the last time that you boasted about the goodness of God? When was the last time you boasted about His faithfulness to His Word in our lives? Meron tayong mentality lately, no? And this has uh, na, na create to because of social media. We call it humble bragging. We take a picture of what we do for the people around us. Oh, we gave and then we take a selfie. Uh, we say that, oh, I feel blessed that I have given this and that. You know, sometimes it's good, but sometimes the question that we need to ask ourselves is, why do we say these things? Or why do we share it to others? Is it to glorify God or to put ourselves in that position of God? Grabe, no? Paul reminds us that we always need to have that posture of humility. You know, as a pastor, our work, is a reminder of a life of humility. It's continuous. Why? Because every day we experience that humbling, uh, ex- uh, that, ano ba doon? Being humbled by God. Why? Because we know that it is only God who does His work through us. Meron ako, no? I've, I have to admit, there are times that when I study the Word and create probably a preaching, sabi ko, ito, ganda nito, magugustuhan to. And when I preach it, parang hindi ganun kaganding kalalabasan. But sometimes, I don't know what to say, but of, for some reason, I believe the Holy Spirit would work through me and I would get messages where they would say, for some reason, this 
part of your preaching minister to me. And for me, no, parang, huh? talaga? It humbles me because I know it's not about me. It's not about the choice of words. It's not about my eloquence. It's not about my English. Na minsan, palpakpak ano no sinasabi. But it's about what God does through us. And that's why it's a reminder for us that as people of God, we can actually take part of this mission because it's not about us. Sabi nga ni Paul in his writing in the first letter of 2 Corinthians, he said this, verse 27, But God chose what is foolish in this world. Tayon. He chose what is foolish and weak in this world to shame the strong. Verse 21, so 29, So that no human being might boast in the presence of God. He chose the weak. He chose the tayo yung pinili niya. Why? Because he can do his work in and through you and me. Isn't that encouraging? When we look at life and taking part of the mission of God this way, it won't be about performance. It won't be asking questions. God, Lord, hindi ko naman alam to eh. Lord, hindi ko alam ano sabihin ko. Lord, what would I do? And this was the conversation of Moses to God. Di ba niya? Lord, hindi ko alam to. I'm not eloquent. I don't know what to say. And so God would give him the right words. God would give him his brother-in-law to be with him, to, to share the word of God. God is with us and empowers us. And so Paul unpacks this reality. Paul unpacks this truth. And so he says that it is not through his efforts or through his skills and his background, but it is through what Christ has done in his life to bring people to obedience or to follow God, to be under his lordship and to be saved. By the story of Jesus. And how does God do it? He gives us three examples today through this very short verse. Number one, he says in verse 18, by the word and deed. Second, he says by the power of signs and wonders. And third, he says by the power of the Spirit of God. And so three things that God can use us. And so first, we talk about how God works through our words and deeds. Let me pause there for a while. You know, as missionaries, our work and the missionaries outside, the full-time missionaries and all of us believers, it's not just about speaking of Christ, but it's also living for Christ. Let me remind you of the truth that we are called not only to speak of Jesus, but also to live for Jesus. What does that mean? Is our words backed up by our actions? Is what we do and what we say aligned? Magka same ba yung story? Is what do we practice what we preach? You know, a lot of times we have to realize this and this is a good warning to all of us. And if you're new here, this is the reality. People are very observant. People are watching us. That every time we post, every time we speak, they actually listen and take note of our actions. And that's why even until today, you would hear a lot of comments that people say, ah, ganyan ba ang Christian? Bakit ganun? You know, during this pandemic, all of us have gone through a lot, experiencing so much trial, so much pain, so much tribulation. And how we react in the world or the world we live in matters to people around us. So the question is, do we speak about generosity and do we live out in greed? 
Hindi ba nagmamatch yung dalawa? Do we speak of forgiveness, but do we live out vengeance? Do we rant in Facebook? Nag-a-align ba yung words natin and our actions? Because God can use our words in the way we live. Does our words give life? Or does it bring death to the people around us? Does our actions show love to the people in your home? Does it show patience to the people in your office? Does it show compassion to the people around you? God can use you through your words and through your deeds. Second, Paul tells us that God can use uh, us through showing signs and wonders. And that's why we do not stop preaching and praying for people. That's why we do not stop believing for healing. That no matter how impossible the situation is, we can say that in Christ there is nothing that is impossible. That in Christ everything is possible. That we can continue to speak life in a situation that seems to be dead already, that may be a terminal uh, illness, but we can still speak healing. Why? Because until today, God can do signs and wonders. Until today, God can heal the sick, can give sight to the blind, can give uh, speech to the mute, can give listening to the deaf. God can still do signs and wonders. And if you have experienced that, that's a good testimony to share. Imagine, no? If people are in, in a place of desperation, but when you share that God has intervened in their life, imagine, hindi ba magkakaroon ng hope yun? And we point them to the one who heals. We point them to the one who can save them. And that is only through Jesus Christ. The last one, he says that God works through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is the life that God wants for all of us. That we live an empowered life. That we live with the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And that we know that the Holy Spirit is God's Spirit. That He knows everything. That He would lead us to where He wants us to be, to His will. You know, when the Holy Spirit moves, we know this, that He knows the beginning and the end. He knows everything. And so He leads us to that so that we will be able to respond to His leading. I want to share with you a story of me personally being part of a short-term mission. Uh, this, is, this is my team. It was comprised of young men and women. They're all single. Kami lang ni Pam ang, ang married dito. No? And we brought five men and five women to the nation of Macau. And I remember looking at this team, we were praying about the composition of the team. Sabi ko, wow, this is a team of multi-talented people. Ano to, may mga comms na magagaling. We have people who are good in uh, arts. We have uh, teachers. We have kids' church teachers. We have business women for those who have, have businesses in Macau. And so we have a worship leader. Tim was part of this team. It was for me in my mind, I go, wow, Lord, you have prepared us. We know what to do already because of the team. And guess what? As soon as we got there, first two to three days, I think, or probably on the second day, we realized one of the biggest things that we needed to learn soon in the mission field. That what we brought, God would not use. Imagine that, no? Ang bala namin. Oh, ito, ito, magaling magsalita ito. Ito, marunong to mag-Chinese. And so, magagamit natin. Ito, marunong to kumanta. Pwede tayo mag-worship. Ah, worship, workshop. Ito na naman. Brian, pinagtatawan mo ko. 
ba? Worship workshop kasi yun, no? So, pwede tayo mag-worship. And so, in my mind, as the one leading the team, we were all set. But guess what? On the second day, everyone was crying. Because God wanted us to do something else. They were crying because they realized, Lord, I did not go here thinking that I know everything. And so use us. It was a moment for us to say, Holy Spirit, lead every step of the way. It was a humbling experience actually. And so we were ready. The things that we thought we would do, we did not do that. We just waited for the Holy Spirit to lead us. And so guess what? What did the Spirit of God tell us? Sabi niya, oh, hang out lang with the students, hang out with the kids. And we were just hanging out. And so one of the students actually invited us to the Halloween party of their campus. And so kami, what will we do there? Uh, we really don't know. And so we went there. Ako, I remember we were just playing basketball, may court. There, they had boots. They had yung mga, uh, yung uh, face paint boots. Nakikitambay, nakikikulit, nakiki-Instagram. Uh, we were connecting with them through social media. I would share to them my account. They would share to us our account. Doon ko na-realize, no? Pwede palang i, ano, yung QR code ng Instagram. And so anyway, it was a learning experience for me. But guess what? In this Halloween party where there was no agenda on how to share the gospel. Diba, minsan, no, as a missionary, no, as a believers, hindi kailangan marinig na nila yung word ni God ngayon. You know, we realized we were just hanging out. We didn't know what to do. But there was these two ladies. And uh, the name is Finn and Ling. And this is not their real names. There was these two ladies that we encountered actually during that Halloween party. They're very quiet. They were just there. And before the preaching, right now, I, I was talking to Tim. Saying, do you remember these girls? I indeed. But they were there in the picture. They were there. <laughs> we encountered them. And so what happened, uh, the culmination of our 10 days mission with the team of uh, Pastor Fosti there was to actually have a barbecue. Getting yung tradition. No? And so we had a barbecue. And so Finn invited Ling. They were inseparable in everything that they do. Lagi sila magkasama, no? Para silang si, ano, si Batman and si Superman. Basta lagi sila magkasama. They are always together. And they're all in it, no? Uh, so, anything that they would do, he would always, si Finn would always bring Ling. And so, what happened? Sabi niya, join me in the barbecue. Nag-English. Like Sabi niya, samahan mo ako doon sa barbecue, in-invite tayo. And so, they showed up. They were there. And we did not preach the gospel there. We just, uh, you know what we did? We just cooked barbecue, you know? And it was a hit. And I think because we were, uh, Denny Frost namin siya dun sa bathtub nung hotel. But that's a secret, no? I hope hindi na lang malaman ng iba. So, ang sarap nung barbecue, no? Randall gave us the recipe and all. And so, we just hanged out. Nagluluto si Abraham. Ako, nakikikulit, si John, uh, nakikijam, you know. And in the end, this is what we said. Guys, we're going back to Manila. It's nice to be friends with you, but we want you to meet our friends here. We were actually just endorsing them to the local team. And so we went home. Guess what? The team in Macau, our missionaries there, continued to speak life to Finn. And so Finn would always bring Ling. They would always be together, meetups, milk teas, and they realized one of our missionaries there was an artist. And artist Pusha. And so she would do watercolor workshops. Guess what? Because of this pandemic, they were stuck in 
uh, Macau. They're really from mainland China. And this is where the story gets better. They were stuck in Macau, couldn't go home because of the pandemic, and didn't know what to do. And so, as our local team would actually encounter them and talk to them, ito yung naging idea. Sabi niya, can you do, uh, teach us watercolor? Sabi ni Finn. And so, our local missionary said, sure, in one condition. I will go through one-to-one with you. Imagine that the Holy Spirit would not actually use people. He would even use our talents. And so through watercolor, sabi niya, sige, nagtagalog, no? Ang galing. Sabi niya, sure, I will go through one-to-one for as long as you teach me watercolor. And of course, Finn invited once again, Ling. And so as they went through one-to-one, dahil nandun si Ling, guess what? Finn, or sorry, Ling also wanted to go through one-to-one. Na-curious siya that this Jesus would die on the cross that would affect their lives. They didn't have a concept of who Jesus is. And so she was curious and went through one-to-one. And so to cut the long story short, they were invited to join Victory Weekend. At first, they were hesitant. Sabi nila, I'm not sure. I don't know what to do. But guess what? The two of them again went through Victory Weekend. And one of the breakthroughs was during the time where they get to talk one-on-one, this was the uh, counseling part. Guess what? Finn was crying until 10 p.m. She could not imagine the effect of what Christ has done on the cross. And she didn't know why she was crying. She couldn't understand. But this is the one thing that happened. She said, that there was this heavy burden that was lifted off her, that she felt like being free for the very first time. Finn and Ling experienced through freedom, through Christ. Finn and Ling, coming from a a family that are uh, even coming from the Communist Party, the other one comes from a Buddhist background, now felt that someone died for them. That now they realized their sinfulness and now they realized their need of a savior. Why am I sharing this story of Finn and Ling? You know, we all can take part in the Great Commission. We can all take part in his mission. What did we do, the 10 days team? We were just there hanging out. And what we did not realize was the Filipino culture of being together, of genuine friendship, of teasing one another, of serving people, cooking for them, treating them coffee, was something that impacted their lives. It goes back. God can use the words and the deeds that we do. God can use all our lives to manifest his power, to show signs and wonders to the people that he wants to bring closer to him. The Holy Spirit moves in and through our lives. And so all of us can take part in this great commission. Some of us will be called to full-time, being full-time missionaries. Some of us will be called uh, to being pastors, campus missionaries. Some of us will be admin. But some of you are being called to God where you are today. You might be an insurance broker. You might be a networker. You might be a full-time mom. But I believe, and this is the word of God, He can use you as a missionary 
in the mission field that he has given to you. God can use you wherever you are today. As you continue, it says in verse 19, and so that from Jerusalem and all the way around Illyrium, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. What was uh, Paul talking about? That he has fulfilled. Napreachan niya lahat and all have been saved. No. Paul was saying that I have done my part and that's why he gives us a picture of what I was talking about uh, previously, that he now gives it to the local team. What he does is he preaches, he raises a leader, and he says, oh, it's your turn to continue the work. And so he goes around, and this is a strategic place. No, Illyrium is the last stop before he gets to Rome. It's a business district where he can actually build a church, and the local team now can be part of what we are doing there. You know, as a church, we are not meant to be exclusive. We're not meant to be a bubble. Oh, tay-tay lang. And yung mga nasa labas, hindi natin yan, friend. You know, as a church, we're called to be inclusive. We are the place where we welcome anyone. Why? Because we are all sinners anyway. Are we inclusive in our lives? Or are we exclusive? Are we living in the bubble? Tay-tay lang. We are called to go we are called to impact the lives of others. We are called to go out there. And this is our calling as people of God. We have a mission. You know, the word mission is defined as having an assignment. Have you seen your life for Christ having an assignment from Him? You know, this reminds us that our walk with God is not something that is for self-consumption only. As you continue... Uh, this is a picture of the map of Macau. Imagine that, no? Ang liit-liit ng Macau compared to mainland China. Why am I showing this picture? Because today, Finn and Ling has, have uh, been able to go home to their homeland, to their hometown. And guess what? The latest news that we have heard is that now they are sharing boldly Jesus to their siblings, to their friends in mainland China. Imagine that God has been drawing these two women closer to him so that they can also be missionaries for the people around them. We were once the mission field and now we become missionaries for Christ. And that's why tayo, no, as a local church, we do not stop in engaging the people around us. And this is very important. If you have your pens and papers or you can take a screenshot, if you are done with one-to-one, we're inviting you to our upcoming Victory Weekend. It's happening on November 14 to 21. It's two days, but we are going to go through it the whole week so that we have enough time because of uh, this pandemic. It's via online. And so if you're not yet done or if you're curious what it is, you can message us through the chat box and we would love to talk to you about this Victory Weekend. Ito yung experience ni Finn and Ling in Macau. And we pray that you will also experience breakthrough and understand biblical foundations as you go through Victory Weekend. As you continue, the last two verses, it says, And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has been, already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. And I want to focus on that word, ambition. For, for Paul, this was his ambition. What's your ambition today? 
Grabe, no? Grabe, ambition niya to preach the gospel. And you might feel, no, parang sabi mo, grabe, kailangan ba ganun yung ambition ko? And I want to share with you a story of one of my very close friends. And now he's one of our missionaries in one of the Tan countries. His name's Christian. I remember when I was attending uh, school of church leadership. This was my uh, school before entering full-time ministry. Uh, kasama ko po si Pastor Christian and si Pastor Joa Shakar every day because dun siya nag-office support. I would vividly remember na pag kami ni Pastor Josh magkasama, ang pinag-uusapan namin, ano lang, life. Ano, oh, anong ganun? Anong kamusta weekend? Ganun, no? Simple lang. We would talk about what's happening in the church. Ano kaya magandang gawin? But you know, the days that Pastor Christian would ride with us, iba yung conversation. One time we were riding in uh, EDSA, we were driving in EDSA, and he saw a bus and said, Bro, naisip mo na bang umakit ng bus, mag-preach lang ng gospel? Sabi ko, wow! <laughs> hindi ko maiisip yun, bro. Sabi niya, alam mo, minsan pag nakakita akong bus, alam ko ang dami dyan, hindi pa kilala si Lord. You know, his ambition was to just preach the gospel. And you know, the time came that he is now sent to this new country. And just recently, after just laboring and laboring and being uh, loving to the people of that nation, uh, encountering them, speaking life to them, teaching them English, and somewhat injecting the Word of God slowly and slowly, guess what? We've heard, praise report, that they now have their own center to meet and worship God. You know, this is a restricted nation, but they're doing it anyway. Why? Because the risk is not com- nothing compared to that burden of sharing the Word of God. Just like what Paul is saying, that people need to hear the gospel. One defined a missionary as someone who would leave his family so that others would meet their real family in eternity. And I believe this is what they are doing in the mission field. You know, this ambition is something that is bigger than us. What am I saying? You know, the world today, if you check the internet, there are 2.4 billion Christians already. When you say that, wow, dami na pala. But guess what? That's only 29%. 29% of the people in the world, those are the ones who know Jesus. How about the 61%? Tama ba yung matko? 71%. Di ba? Oh. How about those? Yung, anyway, ang dami pang may hindi kilala kay Lord. And so, question, bro, paano ba yun? How do I, uh, bakit, is, is, am I wrong in living a life without that kind of ambition? I'm gonna encourage you today. You know, you may have that ambition of having uh, a promotion. That's good. You may have an ambition of having this business empire and that's good. But align your vision with God's mission. What does that mean? This one, I'm going to end with this point. Align your ambition with God's mission. That everything that you have in life, the plans that you have, just put the mission of God with it. Imagine, no, if you get promoted in work, that's a bigger platform for you to speak of the love of God in your life. One said, the higher position that he gets, the more people that he can serve and share the love of Christ. What's your ambition today? Is it aligned with the mission of God? You know, when I was finishing up this preaching, when I was in Holcim, I realized that the reason why God allowed me to have this position to go around the Philippines, literally, I had so much gas allowance, they provided a car for me, was also a platform for me to encourage 
encourage others. Unfortunately, in my assessment today, I didn't do that. If I would could only go back in time and say, grabe, ito pala yung opportunity na to. The reason for me to travel the north, go to Davao, the south, and everywhere was also an opportunity to show the love of Christ in the people that I encounter. But I believe God has given me a different mission today. Let our ambition be aligned with God's mission. That is your mission field, kapatid. The people around you who don't know Jesus is your mission field. Align your ambition that when you have that success, it's an opportunity for you to preach the gospel. The number of followers you have in Facebook is not an accident. You can also message them of the love of Christ. Align your ambition with God's mission. As I end, the question is how do we respond in the great commission that God has given us? How do we respond in what we are doing as a church in supporting the missions globally? And this is how. Number one, we continue to pray. You know, the missionaries need our prayers. They are always um, on guard. Why? Especially the restricted nations. They don't know what will happen. They're always praying for their safety, not only from the virus, but from authorities. Let's pray for them. Whenever you see a flag, remind yourself, alarm it in your watch or in your phones to continue to pray for our missionaries. Second, you can also support our missionaries. You can give. We're going to show the QR code later if you want to partner with us as we support our missionaries. You know, no pandemic can stop us from doing the work outside this nation. Why? Because it's not a program. It's who we are. This is who we are. God has given us a mandate to go in all nations to preach who Jesus is. And so if you want, and if God's impressing to you to support our mission, you can actually uh, take a picture of this QR code and you can support us through your giving. And lastly, you can actually go. There's time to prepare. And so if God is telling you to go to this nation, go to this province, just message us. We can actually walk with you through this journey of God's calling in your life. As I pray, my prayer is that you get encouraged that all of you who are watching this preaching, you are part of what God is doing in advancing His kingdom. No, amount, no small part is discredited. All of us are invited. Let me pray. Lord, thank you. Your one and only plan to send out that good news that will change lives, that will prepare them for their lives in eternity is through us, your children. And so, Lord, allow us to embrace this call in our lives. Lord, that every believer is a missionary for you. Lord, we have a mission for you. Lord, make it clear to us. Secure it in our hearts that not only are you revealing your mission for us, but you're also revealing the people that you want us to share your love. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, I also pray for my brothers and sisters that you will bless them, you will provide for them, you will open doors for them this week. Thank you, God, that as we come to you on a daily basis, Lord. You will reveal yourself through faithful and loving to every situation that we have today. This we pray in Jesus' name.
And everybody of God's people say, Amen and Amen. God bless you all. See you next week. If you need prayers, please message us. We will be, message us, message us. We will be here in our chat box to pray for you. God bless. See you.